You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hello. Hello. Anyone around here speak basketball? What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. I am your host, Freddie Rivas, and who, sir, with the hot computer and the exhausted (laughs) fan are you? (laughs) I'm the producer. My name is Matt Duncan, and yes, I'm finally on the last legs of my computer, so apologies for any terrible video that might transpire. Fred, how are you doing? I'm doing good. No apologies necessary. You Take are it the back. Best producer in the game. Um, if you are one of the people that are sending Maddie's laptop, <laughs> let's make sure it arrives safely. Okay. <laughs> um, we are, uh, yeah, Raptors uh, slash NBA podcast. We're with Raptors Republic. We are hardcore fans and performers and analysts. And uh, yeah, we have all sorts on this podcast. Uh, lots going on. Um, let's, uh, let's, let's get to it. Uh, uh, let me bring on um, the first guest here. Uh, he's done this podcast uh, for a very long time now. Uh, he's uh, from Cleveland, a legit uh, Cleveland Cavaliers fan, but also a Toronto Raptors fan. I always forget either he saw LeBron play when he was young or he went to his high school. There's some pretty intimate connection. Um, Yeah. uh, He's an amazing improviser, incredible comedian, uh, awesome writer, voice actor. Uh, Give it up as loud as you can, even if you're at home alone for Ned Petrie. see it because it wasn't on camera but i tumbled from way back there it was a backhand spring double flip and i rolled right in (laughs) what do you think of that that was pretty amazing i think me and you were both anticipating the music (laughs) but you worked it man you you you, that was you tumbled dried right in um come on ned shirt on oh you got your you got your cle Cleveland mm-hmm. Cavaliers uh, jersey <clears throat> tee on. I like jersey tees. Yeah, it's a nice, nice little tee. You got the wine and wine and gold colors there. They're having sure. a good year. So I've all, go. I, always, I always feel so insecure in a jersey too. If someone just gets me a jersey, oh, yeah. I'm like, I'm like what am I going to show my collarbone? It's not the the uh, you know the trend when we were kids. The fashion for NBA players was big baggy shorts and a baggy jersey with their shoulders and neck and all showing. And now we got a lot of these NBA guys that wear the ones with the little T-shirt sleeves, you know. Yeah. Um, and honestly, it looks better for some. If you got big old shoulders <clears throat> like LeBron or someone like that, sure, you know, go go the tank, you know, the yeah. classic jersey. But if you're Steph, wear wear the sleeves, you know, little yeah. little T-shirt sleeve. Yeah. Uh, and the connection with LeBron is we're both from Northeast Ohio. He's about a year older than me. He played a game in my high school gym against the other high school in my hometown, but we shared a gym. So there were you, you go. were you there or were you like I'm I'm in the arts? I was in the building okay. when it happened. Cool. I don't recall going to the game. No, he that was like his grade ten year where there was rumblings like, oh, there's a good player in in Northeast Ohio. He's pretty good. It was it was in grade eleven and twelve that it became a oh, this guy's already a a star, so to speak. Wow, going way um, back twenty well, years yeah. ago. We won't be talking about it, but uh, yeah, he passed Jabbar. Um, That's right. Which I uh, Matt used to have a clip of me on uh, the lineup NBA Canada, <laughs> where my voice went really high, and I was like, 
LeBron's going to pass Jabbar. Um, <laughs> I got to find that. Yeah, you f- find that because I predicted it. But let's. Uh, <laughs> when did you make that prediction? Uh, probably five, six years ago. Oh, yeah. Wow. Well, there you go. Yeah. All there. Um, but yeah, let's bring on guest number two. I'm really excited to have her. It's her first time on the podcast. Um, she's a big WNBA fan. Uh, she works for Raptors HQ, uh, Yahoo Sports, uh, is uh, also an improviser and comedian. Uh, we haven't done any shows together yet, but uh, yes, CBC Comedy. Uh, I'm absolutely just jacked to have her. She also has a dog in her place that may or may not bark. So we got two barking dog possibilities. Give it up as loud as you can. Even if you're at home alone for Chelsea late. This is your music. Everybody gets music, by the way. I like it. It's very like a ringtone from 2012. <laughs> yeah, all of our music royalty free. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, thank you. Uh, Maddie works really hard on uh, the musical stings. He, he, he <laughs> developed them in house. Um, I, I will say that Ned's did play, but my computer switched to my internal mic. So only I could hear it. And oh, okay. uh, you, I just didn't want you guys to f- look stupid because you're like, oh, I can't hear anything. And it'll be yeah. there on the podcast folks. Well, Don't worry. Fine. Ned did a physical bit. He rolled in. <laughs> so we're safe. We're clear. Um, yeah, Chelsea, thanks so much for joining the pod. Uh, yeah. to have you. Thanks for having me. Let's um, let's dive right in. Uh, yeah, these days, all of the sound stings are Weird Al based. So let's just go straight to it. Uh, Maddie D, please give me your weirdest Weird Al Raptors sting. Trust in Messiah. That's a weird one. People are doubting him. Got to trust in him. Yeah, you got to trust in Mass Eye. Mass Eye, uh, yeah. Mass Get it I, right. Uh, as Weird Al says. <laughs> um, let's uh, let's start with you, Ned. Um, kind of go straight to it. I, I will just say, yeah, the... Uh, I, I don't want to say the rumors were 100% wrong, but there are rumors for a reason. Uh, Masai and Bobby are, are not known to be super splashy around the deadline, and they were not. They traded a protected first-round pick. Uh, up, uh, I think it was up to the um, sixth pick, uh, two second-rounders, and Kem Birch uh, for Yakup Pirtle, who's going to be an unrestricted free agent. Uh, we'll have lots and lots of time to talk about the free agency. But, yeah, if you are a trade deadline fan, if you are a draft fan, a free agency fan, I am so sorry, but you actually have to watch basketball for the next couple months. Um, on-court stuff is here, but we do have to reflect on the deadline a little bit. Uh, yeah, uh, Ned, I'll just sort of let you go uh, in any direction you want to go. Um, uh, you know, what's your overall evaluation? How do you feel about the deadline? Uh, as always, trust in Masai. You know, I mean, if if uh, the the story going into it was that the Raptors are going to be sellers um mm-hmm. and apparently did make it known that they would be willing uh to part with uh og or fred if it was the right deal and clearly there wasn't the right deal and Masai's he, he runs the team well he's never done anything that puts the team in a bad position wouldn't do anything that puts us in a bad position um the story i was reading was that uh grizzlies pacers other teams were offering like three number ones for og and apparently the feeling was he wanted more than that mm-hmm. or felt he could either get more in the off season or, um, uh, or at least the same in the off season. He can't get worse than, than that. And in terms of where the team is they're they're in a great position. I know they're in like 10th place, but when I look at the East, I feel like there's four at the top and then the next like six or seven teams, there's really not that wide of a gap between them, in my opinion, in terms of uh, once you get past um, Celtics, Bucks, Sixers, and Cavs, um, even though they're having sort of a down year, I don't see them as being completely out of position um, if they can make something happen in the in the off season. So they got cap space, you know. They've got they might lose Fred in the off season, but um, without getting anything in return. But that's really the only potential downside. And they picked up 
Jakob, and that's great. So maybe they make a push. Um, maybe they're first round, but I don't think there was any move that could be made that would push him into that upper echelon in the East. Um, and none of the deals offered, I guess, really were that enticing. So I think they're in a fine position uh, where they are standing, standing pat and picking up, picking up Jakob. Um, yeah, very, very fair points all around. Uh, I will say, I feel like, you know, um, similar to the, uh, you know, one of my big reference bases for when there was a lot of outside pressure on the Raptors uh, is of course the Tampa year when we, we mm-hmm. simply had to trade Kyle, obviously did not held off, got precious and, uh, tragic, um, you know, there's a lot of outside pressure in this scenario, and I think we'll be hearing rumors of what exactly was offered, um, but we don't really know what was on the table per se. Uh, and I think it is important for fans to realize, you know, when you hear three picks, you don't know what those picks are. You don't mm-hmm. know what protections are. You don't know if uh, those are three lottery picks or those three Malachi's. Um, you know, I think it's it's important to remember that the weight of those picks, you know, if the rumors are true, Masai also wanted a significant player in return, mm-hmm. um, which sounds like Masai. But again, you know, dealing with a lot of rumors, uh, I have a couple sort of opinions here, but, I, you know, I don't want to take too much air out of the, uh, you know, the the subject before we go to Chelsea. So, yeah, Chelsea, what's your what's your take? Are, are, you, are you with Ned? Are you like, no, the Raptors totally botched this? Like, you know, where, where are you at? Um, I think I'm I'm not shocked about what they did. I think I've learned over the past couple of years of like being very invested in this team is to um, expect the exact opposite from Masai that like everybody thinks should happen. Like I think back to like Scotty Barnes, like I think that's like the telltale story of everybody thought he should pick Jalen Suggs and then he Mm -hmm. picked Scotty Barnes and it worked out better. Um, So, you know, I've just kind of learned to, to not expect not anything from him. Like I expect things from him, but I don't really ever expect him to do what people think he should. Um, And when you think about it, like the only moves that this team could have made at the current trade deadline were to like trade away the people and get things in return, but nothing that was going to impact us right now. I think if they were to make a trade, it would have been something that would have clearly like, led us to a quote unquote tank. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think Masai, as much as he kind of retracted his play in for what stance um, the other day, I like, he's very anti tank from what I yeah. hear and know about him. He always wants to compete. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important for the Raptors to make somewhat of a push this year, even if they don't make it very far. I think people are always like, what's the point of going into the playoffs if you're not going to make it past like the first or second round. But right. you think about this team where it's all young guys and it's all these like young players who deserve and should get those reps. And I personally think it would be very beneficial to do the play in, to do maybe a first round um, of a play in or of a playoff situation so I mean I think there's still hope for a push you think about last year where the Raptors at this point going into the all-star break it was kind of the same like wishy-washy will they will won't they um and then they ended up being like fifth seed in the east and so I don't think it's like over yet I think there's still a good chance of them making if not an equal run to last year hopefully something similar so we'll see yeah, uh, great points. Um, you know, I think like a, I, I, I think there's a lot of opportunity to make a run. Um, uh, I think uh, you know I'll also jump on your. You know, I've been saying this all season, but the Raptors team is young. You know, mm-hmm. it's not as if we're not developing. Uh, you know, Scotty, Precious, Coloco, Banton, uh, Gary, and OG are young. Uh, I, I think this idea of let's surround Scotty with young players is a little bit, um, I don't know. It's, it's a little bit sort of like I- idealistic in a way that's not, um, you know, it's not sort of, it's not seeing the forest for the trees. Like he is surrounded by young players. Um, do you want to surround him by even younger players? I think that's a different conversation and, you know, developing a franchise that way is, there's a lot of things that can go wrong. Um, uh, I'm not sure if the fans really, uh, you know, who want that actually want to be in a situation that's similar to, to Jalen Green or Cade Cunningham. Um, maybe they do, you know, maybe a lot of folks are like, no, there's, there's no way around being 
horrible for, for, for multiple years and punting on Pascal's prime, et cetera. Um, and, you know, I think there's a certain validity to that. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I really think that, that what, what interested me the most about what you said there uh, was the plan for what um, now I've said this before, but Messiah is nothing if not an opportunistic person. And I think the play in for what is one of the more misinterpreted moments in Messiah's history. I really do think, yeah, he said play in for what, but the context is we're in Tampa Bay. The whole team had COVID. Uh, we, 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 we missed out on, you know, obviously like Giannis, which led to missing out on uh, Ibaka and, and Gasol and bringing in Len and Baines and Kem, you know, later in the year. Uh, and I think at that point it was sort of like this season, like sometimes you got to acknowledge it's a loss, but the asset building, even from that point uh, has, you know, it's not like we're at this place where we have tons and tons of assets, but we have built up assets. We do have Coloco. We do have precious. Uh, we do have Banton, you know, even if you're like, you know, well, Banton's not going to be a guy. Um, so that to me, I think, you know, him saying that is sort of like, yeah, whatever. But I, I, I kind of like that he's like, you know, I think it would be interesting if we are in the play-in, right? Because people yeah. would come back to him with that and be like, play-in for what? And he'll be like, yeah, play-in for, for what? Like, it's fun. Yeah. We're gonna yeah. do. Um, I, I think there's like also the important fact, you did say it was like Tampa season, but like play-in for what? They were in Tampa. They had no fans. They weren't making any money. Right. Like you think about yeah. the fact that if they did do the play-in this year, they would a maybe be at home for one or two of the games, depending on how it goes for them. Yep. And you, there's the opportunity to make money, which Masai is ultimately, it's probably a factor in his head. Um, and that year they weren't doing that. There was no hype around it. Like, why would you want to go into a play in when you are not at home and you have no support? Like, what was the point? So now I feel like there's more of a point. Plus you have Scotty Barnes, you have Gary Trent Jr. You have Precious who would like benefit from that situation. So it's a very different situation. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree more. And I think, I mean, I, I again, I, I sort of understand the point, but I think a lot of it is about like jetpacking out of a, uh, you know, an insecure situation. Losing is really hard. And I think when you're when your team's not living up to expectations, it's uh, it's sort of like intellectually easier to say, hey, what if we just like didn't try? You know what I mean? It reminds me of like, we all do comedy here, you know, of someone doing a set and then, you know, after the set, it doesn't go well. And they kind of blame the crowd. Mm-hmm. They come back and they're like, well, like, you know, this is the reason. It's like, okay, sure. Or you can just take the L and try to do better. Um, and to your point, I, I don't know why any Raptors fan wouldn't want to see Precious or Scotty in a high leverage situation. Um, I'd love to see Scotty in a play-in. I'd, yeah. you know, if, he, if, he, if the fourth quarter, Scotty, is thing is real what's scotty in a play in you know he sprained his ankle in the first game of the playoffs last year um so i you know and not to mention the other guys like i want to see uh what like a healthy fred i want to see uh a non-flu gary um but uh yeah i I think we're all sort of in the same camp I, i i was thinking someone might come in here with this is a disaster it does seem like that's faded a bit i think a lot of the Masai doubt often does that right um, well, I, I don't see what the disaster is exactly here. I mean, cause you, OG still like, if you, if you want to make moves, you can still make them in the off season. And there was no move this time that was going to like, what, what were people expecting? Well, I think just to speak to other people's points, I think, you know, it was sort of about asset management and, mm-hmm. and there's this idea that losing your unrestricted players is a certainty. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big part of it, right? It's, you know, a Gary is for sure gone. Fred's for sure gone. Mm-hmm. But, you know, to me, that sounds a little bit similar, at least to Masai's for sure gone. He's going to go to New York. Uh, Kyle is for sure gone. He won't do a sign and trade. And it's sort of like it's a cynical approach, I think. But, uh, you know, we also have lost players um, to unrestricted free agency, right? Like I just mentioned, Serge and, uh, and Mark, obviously Kawhi. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, they, I think there's examples both ways. But, uh, you know, if you were someone who wanted a center and that wasn't my main priority, I wanted shooters, but damn, it's been pretty nice already to have a center 
that Utah game was painful as hell. Um, but I think having someone like Pirtle, you know, clearly, you know, I, th- I think a lot of people assume it was all about rim protection, but just even the screens he sets, like it op- it gives Fred more space to shoot. It just, it gives the offense more of a sort of predictable flow, uh, which I'm appreciating. But um, yeah, any other points on the, on the deadline before we move on from you two? Sick. Sick, yeah. Um, okay, well, uh, we're going to do our silly question. Um, now we're going to bring Maddie D in. Um, so uh, the silly question is, I'm going to start with Maddie D. Um, yak and skills, spice and dice, both involve Pascal, obviously. Um, what other uh, two Raptors uh, need a nickname, like a shared nickname? Um, you know, uh, who are the Raptors? What's the nickname? What's sort of the genesis for it, Matty D? <clears throat> okay, well, I, I'll tell you what the nickname that I came up with for these two players. And I'll tell you that I also asked an AI what they think about some okay. nicknames. Oh, okay. Okay. And it's, a, it's another... a bit of a train wreck, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I, I mean, it makes me feel a little bit better. It's like, okay, AI, you're, you're not quite there. Yet, sure. but yeah, I'll, I'll get to those. The first one uh, that that I came up with is wheeze and tease. Wheeze okay. and tease. Now, who sure. could that be? Obviously, one is Wheeze Camp, the uh, new mm-hmm. contract they signed, the three-point shooter. Now, yep. tease, I don't know if you tease, guys remember. Yeah. <laughs> you know who tease is? I, I don't know who that is. You don't yeah. know who tease is? Do don't you guys remember in the summer when Malachi Flynn was like lighting up? The summer sure. league and everything, like yes. he was like putting up Kobe points and stuff, and oh, we were like, "Oh yeah. wow, this guy's averaging twenty off the bench, easy!" And yeah. it was all a big tease, <laughs> all a big tease. So, <laughs> so when Flynn and and Wee's Camp hit the court, coming off the bench, here comes Wee's and Tease. And yeah, um, <laughs> Tease te- te- is going to get you maybe five points in 15 minutes if he's lucky. But the whole thing was a big tease and I haven't forgot. Um, I, I love very much <laughs> that your nickname um, is just derogatory from the get go. <laughs> um, <laughs> your nickname is a long term insult. Malachi Flynn. Yeah. Um, I and, could picture Hey, if he, if he somehow grows and, and becomes like a seven footer, then he's the big tease. So. He, <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Cool. You're, you're factoring in an extremely late growth spurt. Cool. That, yeah. Anything's possible. Um, yeah. You know, I thought you might introduce Flubber. Um, but, um, uh, cool. So I'll just give you a couple of the AI things. Oh, yeah, right, nicknames, right? right? Yeah. So I said, uh, I just said, looking at the roster for the Raptors, what are some nicknames you could come up with for any two players? And mm-hmm. I said, sure, here's a couple nickname nickname ideas for two players: Fred Van Vliet and Pascal, the North Side Pick and Roll, <laughs> a reference to okay. the duo's pick and roll chemistry and the Raptors' location in North America. And wow, the other, this uh, one, I don't lawyer, understand yeah, why. Yeah. I, the other one is OG and Chris Boucher, mm-hmm. the block party, a nod to the players' shop locking abilities and their shared Canadian heritage. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I was like, no, 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 no. I'm like, okay, can you do any more current ones? Not a problem. Kyle Lowry and Gary Trent Jr., <laughs> splash cousins. <laughs> a reference to the players' ability to shoot the three pointer and their shared last name. What? <laughs> incorrect. <laughs> Sorry, robot. Yeah, that was incorrect. And I mean, th- uh, here's some other four players. I wish, I wish that we had more time. But uh, Norm, Norm Powell, and Rodney Hood, the wingmen, a reference to the players' roles as shooting wow, guards okay. and their ability to provide scoring support on the perimeter. <laughs> so everyone's freaking out about AI, and I'm here to say it ain't quite here yet. It's still in mm-hmm. the fun mode. We're still tickling AI. It's not coming for us yet, but uh, yeah, let's get the the block party 
going up to the next game. <laughs> Matt will not be seeing Megan in theaters. <laughs> and um, oh yeah, I already yeah. saw it. I already and saw I it. I think I already saw it. I already saw it. I freaked think, me out. I bet you did. I, I think that um, yeah, clearly the fan in your computer is exhausted from all the chat GPT working out. <laughs> that must yeah. be so, it. <laughs> um, good stuff. Yeah, I I remember I uh, over Christmas there was some chat GPT convo and I asked them who the best Maple Leaf of all time is and they said Wayne Gretzky. Wow. Um, oh, so, yeah. The, so the trade that got away. Work. Yeah, a little bit of work to do. Um, yeah. Great nicknames, so, though. Um, Wheeze and tease. Uh, Watch out. Chelsea, I'm going to go to you next. All right. Uh, who, who are your players, uh, and, and what's uh, what's the nickname? Um, I do think that the two players that do need a nickname together are Scotty Barnes and Precious Achua. Um, mm-hmm. I tried to, like, think of, like – some things I was like, hmm, how do I get like milk involved? Because we all know Precious Achua and his bagged milk thing. Sure. Um, yeah, that's, so I was like, that's good. But then, like, I was trying to think because like Scotty Barnes doesn't have like a thing yet. Like, mm-hmm. you know, everybody has like spicy pee. Fred has this like bed on himself thing, and like Scotty Barnes doesn't have like a thing yet. So like, whenever he comes up with a thing, it's gonna be like Barnes and milk, or like <laughs> right, yeah, him and Precious. I just think that those two are like, you know, the next up. They need like their, mm-hmm. they need their spice and dice. But like, and we'll go with the food reference still. We'll go with the milk. Yeah. Um, and then whatever Scotty Barnes decides to to make up for himself. That's yeah. good. I think I think the milk lobby will be very supportive of this. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No cow and know, barn. Yeah. What goes with milk? Cheese. Milk and cheese. Milk and cheese. Milk, milk and, and bread. Milk. What Scotty Barnes is, you know, he's um, reliable, like a good bread. So. Mm. Bread, <laughs> milk. bread milk. Bread milk. Oh, <laughs> as reliable as bread and milk. Uh, <laughs> or milk and eggs, because he's valuable. Sure. Such sure. as eggs are. Oh, Milk wow. and eggs makes French toast. Is there oh. something here? Is there something here? Chris Boucher <laughs> is the French toast at huh? the end of that equation. Oh my! I could see I could see Devin going um, death taxes, bread and milk. <laughs> um, this is good. Yeah, I mean, I think you're really hitting on the people who, who you know, they need more. You know, because it's, it's like yeah, fourth quarter, Scotty, like. Yep. Precious is also like, you know, he seems like he'll be with the team for a while. So yeah, he, he those two something. are like the future. But I think like Scotty Barnes in the sense where like I, I feel bad because like Pascal has said that he like didn't know where the spicy thing came from. He doesn't even like spicy food very much. But, yeah. you know, that's become his thing. Fred Van Vliet has got his whole bet on yourself thing. So the dice mm-hmm. has kind of come up. I feel yep. like Scotty Barnes eventually as he like, you know, he's 21. Like we got to give him some time to find himself or whatever. But eventually he'll come up with something. Hopefully it's not Axe body spray because that's what it looks like. Or if he brings Precious onto his subway contract, they can do like a little Bull Bros thing. Oh, Bull Bros. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. But that's um, like bringing in the sponsorship aspect. So I don't know. Wait, he, he, does, he does the subway ads. Uh, they toast their bread. Is there something with toast here? There you go. You're bringing toast back Milk in. Milk and okay. toast? Milk and toast. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> There yeah, we go. We're, we're, it's all food related. Yeah. yeah. Hey, food, food's good. Food's good. Food's good. Um, yeah. Back in the day, uh, Swirsky salami and cheese was one of my one of my favorite weird things. Break mm. out the salami and cheese. Um, that's just weird. Uh, and I love them for that. Um, okay. Uh, Ned, what's up? What's your what's your duo? What's the name? What's sure. the idea? Okay, well, you you know I I love these creative questions because I, I am nothing if not an ideas man. Sure. You know? <laughs> now I don't think uh, any of my concepts here have much to do with the gameplay or their their you know their uh, their role in the roster, but they're a starting point where maybe it could turn into something. You know, it's like some movies they pick a title before they come up with the plot. You know, mm-hmm. sort of like that. Uh, I'll start though with uh, some. Uh, I like how uh, Maddie. Uh, checked with uh, you know Chat GPT or whatever to <laughs> sure yeah check him with I did AI something similar similar I didn't I didn't do AI but I I, I checked with my partner Nicola who oh. is very creative and she knows fuck all about any of these players right. or anything I love it. so I just read her the roster and she just spurted out some nicknames nice so these could be some things to start with um, okay Jeff Doughton he's on the team sure. she thinks 
Downton Abbey. So maybe okay. his nickname is Lord Grantham or something along those lines. <laughs> maybe on the on the jumbotron, you can superimpose his head on him, play the yeah. theme song. Like there's something there. Like there's costumes for that. You could do a whole angle with a photo shoot. Yep. That's something to start with. Thank you. Uh, when I mentioned uh, Wancho, she she got thinking huevos rancheros, like that. That was like a portmanteau of those two, <laughs> and that got her thinking. Okay. That got her thinking eggs. Right. Maybe his nickname is Eggs. Yeah. And then that got me thinking like I I, I lived for a while in uh, Switzerland and in there in German, they refer to testicles as eggs. So maybe there's okay. something here. Sure. Maybe there's something we can work with a, a, a cross uh, lingu- language, cross cultural metaphor here. If we call him wow. eggs, uh, some nicknames uh, shorten the name and sometimes they lengthen them. When I mentioned uh, mentioned precious, the first thing out of her mouth is uh, based on the novel Push by Sapphire. Is there something there? <laughs> If he does something amazing, do we toss that in? Uh, those are just some things to start with. Oh, and, and uh, Fred Van Vliet, again, she knows nothing about this man, but she immediately thought that is the most Dutch name I've ever heard, Fred <laughs> Van Vliet. Uh, so she said, well, the Flying Dutchman, and that works. A pirate yeah. ship, Flying Dutch. You know, there's, 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 there's la- layers we can work with here. Uh, there are ways we can incorporate that. So those are just the personal nicknames, but we got to think collectives here, collectives. Okay. Um, the only duo that uh, I looked at here, so we got uh, Christian Coloco and we got Jakob Pertl. Sure. The team, the only seven footers on the team. Yeah. Why that's Yoko and Loco. Oh, <laughs> Yoko yeah. and Loco. Oh, there that's you go. nice. There we huh? go. There's some we can work with that. Put that on a poster. Some kid would want that on his wall. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they'll play together often. Yeah. Uh, the others are not duos, but they're more. I'm looking at this roster and what do I see? I see uh, uh, Jeff Doughton Jr., Ron okay. Harper Jr., Otto Porter Jr., Gary Trent Jr., yeah. Fred Van Vliet Sr. Guys, there's something here. That's five guys. Now, you you play sometimes you play small ball. This would be real small ball. But we got to come up with a lineup with those five guys. <laughs> and it's like Daddy and the Juniors. Wow. What do you think <laughs> That's of that? almost exactly my idea. Otto has to be uh, the center, I think, in that scenario. Uh, but we make that work. And then the other one, this one could be a stretch, but there's a lot of cross-promotional potential, a lot of stuff you can do with video on the screens in the stadium here. Uh, you look at some of these names on the team. You got Malachi, right? You got y- Jakob uh, Pertl. You got Thaddeus Young. Those are old biblical names, mm-hmm. okay? And what do I think when I think old biblical names? Well, if you're a horror movie fan like me, you think Children of the Corn, huh? <laughs> children of the Corn. Who were they? They were a cult of weird kids with old sure. biblical yeah, names. Yeah, let's get culty. Thanks. They lived in a cornfield. They sacrificed adults to the spirit that they worshipped that lived behind the rows of corn. Yeah. And who was their leader? His name was Malachi, literally. Wow. So those three guys, you get them in a lineup, they're the children of the corn. <laughs> and the, the, that spirit that they worship, the man who walks behind the rows, you can make that super fan nav, right? And you can like make a video or something where like they're <laughs> sacrificing like the best player on the other team, like crucifying him on a on a scarecrow uh, perch. Sure, yeah. There's something to yeah. this. You there could is bring something in, to this. You could bring in the sports aspect and make them children of the popcorn because people. <gasps> Eat oh my god! Oh. Yeah, that's the. Oh, everyone's gonna want to eat. Yeah, the that's kid friendly too. You know, you don't have to do the whole crucifixion thing. Yeah, you just call <laughs> yeah. them the children of the popcorn, and then children you just like the popcorn. Throw yeah. popcorn into the crowd. You make it a oh, bit man. lighter, you know. Take yeah. the whole like. You well, know, the profit PG. margin on popcorn is incredible. I mean, yeah. one one bucket only costs them four cents. So if you can if you can sell more of those, <laughs> yeah, it's true. There's they angles charge here. You like twenty bucks for them. So there's angles here. Yeah, I think they could all work. They're all home runs. Wow. Okay. Um, this, uh, this segment, I, I want to say, uh, completely went off the rails. Um, and <laughs> I, I love you all for it. Um, my, mine was in Ned's answer. It's, yeah, there was three juniors. Thaddeus Young's just sort of like the resident old guy. I was thinking like old, uh, you know, uh, uh, old band I used to love, junior, senior. So maybe mm. you go senior, junior. But uh, your answer was better because you even had Fred, who's, who's like a senior. So uh, junior, senior was mine. Uh, I, I, I feel like I let everyone down by not uh, hitting up <laughs> chat, chat GPT or my partner. Um, but uh, we, we killed it. Thank you very much, everyone. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get back to some 
some some hardcore actual basketball talk now. Uh, <laughs> but but thank you for bringing it, uh, Maddie D. Uh, speaking of bringing it, I know you got more Weird Al stings for me. So please give me your best NBA Weird Al sting. <laughs> Okay. Did AI make that one too? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know why. That's all I have left of your Jabbar quote. It's super slowed down. Wow. That is, there's a bit of a history here uh, with Maddie D um, making, let's just say, terrifying sound cues. <laughs> um, but that one's up there. Uh, I got scared that. <laughs> Wow, you can hear me say it kind of, but uh, may I say, please don't play that again. Um, uh, th- uh, that That's downright terrifying. Um, one time, uh, you know, that's right up there with when uh, uh, Boogie Cousins uh, got traded uh, around the uh, All-Star game. And Matt had this really far away weird clip of him in a bathtub. <laughs> Uh, and and the sound was all it was all off, you know. It was uh, yeah, it was a. Uh, I mean, he's a foley expert, but um, there's tr- truly some horror horrific sounds coming down the pipeline here. Uh, <laughs> but hey, I, I did predict that. Gonna pass Jabbar. <laughs> he did pass Jabbar. Uh, okay, let me go first to you, um, Chelsea, uh, on this one. And uh, I mean, yeah, take this in any direction because, you know, it doesn't have to be that they're the best team afterwards. But um, in, in, you know, your opinion, what team won the NBA deadline? Um, I feel like I'm just doing the obvious basic girl answer, which is the Phoenix Suns. Um, Had to be said. Had to be said. Someone had to say it. And I'm saying it. They got Kevin Durant. He's still on. He's not a free agent at the end of the season. Yeah. Um, I don't think he would risk doing another like trade me thing yeah um although he might who knows but um yeah i just think that they were the ones who were able to go in there and get it done and i also think it was impressive because it was like literally the day after their new owner started and then he was like yeah i'm just gonna go make this franchise altering trade cool yeah um so i thought that was like low-key impressive um and i also think it was funny just like pop in the WNBA into this i think it was hilarious that he like recruited brianna stewart to new york and then just like that was amazing like two days later i was like thank you kevin duran for your service as a new york liberty fan um i respect that but yeah, so I do think the Phoenix Suns won. I think they were like at their peak like a couple of years ago when they made the finals and then lost. Um, and ever since they've just like not lived up to the hype. So they needed something. And I think Kevin Durant for everyone is that something. So I'm very curious to see how they how they go for the rest of the season. And they have, you know, Devin Booker and Chris Paul and now Kevin Durant and the rest of them. And they kept DeAndre Ayton too, which is confusing and good for them so mm-hmm. i think they won um yeah this is you know i got some backup answers but this is the answer i think um well you know key point kd uh, is not a free agent and you know regardless of the chris paul timeline uh you booker and and ayton have kd plus they still have some depth uh and they're the fourth in the west right now well which is you know fairly wide open but i think this puts them in a position, maybe not to catch the uh, the Grizzlies or the Suns, but definitely to make a run uh, for for home court. Um, and um, yeah, they, you know, I, I think the Brooklyn saga was absolutely insane, and and I really loved you shouting out Stewie because yeah, him you know tweeting at Stewie to come join the Liberty. He fully did the like Usher like. Uh, you know, I'm leaving where I'm going, but I'm creating two super teams. Like, watch this mm-hmm. um, meme. Uh, sorry, I feel like that maybe sounds so old. <laughs> he fully did the Usher meme. He um, did. But uh, honestly, he he was uh, a part of creating two super teams, which is absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I think if you're Phoenix, uh, yeah, you have Chris Paul, Booker, KD. Uh, eight and, and you feel like you're, you know, um, health providing good enough to make a run um, okay. and potentially win the championship. So uh, uh, also, yeah, uh, I, I mean, and, and another thing I'll just add to what you're saying too, is like that, like, yeah, I just totally agree that new owner coming in 
and just going absolutely wild is, is something else. Yeah. Uh, Ned, who is your um, trade deadline winner? Well, I mean, we've we've said it. The the team that came out best in all of this is the is the Suns. Yeah. Uh, but since we've thrown that out there, I might also throw in uh, all the other East contenders um, taking two superstars out of the. Uh, you always have a puncher's chance with uh, with players like those, and they're not there no more. Yeah. So, uh, so you know, Sixers, uh, Cavs, uh, Celtics, and uh, um, and Bucks, um, and uh, I think you said it correctly that the Suns aren't necessarily immediately like a top, you know, favorite, but they're near that tier now. You know, it could could happen for them. Um, generally, if you're making a move like this. Like you weren't there. Teams that are close, you know, to winning generally don't make big moves like this. Um, the only ones I can think of that paid off immediately were like uh, the Pau Gasol to the Lakers that one year, right. and um, and then before that, way back in the '90s, like I, Clyde Drexler to the Rockets those are the ones that come to mind. Um, so you know, you just hope to be in a better position. So yeah, I'd say everyone in the East, the Suns. And uh, and the Lakers aren't contenders, but they certainly flipped around from a complete disaster to a a team that, again, puncher's chance could could make something happen. So all of that. Um, yeah, uh, I, I'm going to have to reach deep here because the Lakers were my second pick. Uh, again, I think that they're in 13th uh, in the West, so it doesn't really seem like anything they do is going to be, you know, should be rewarded that much. But despite what you think about, you know, locker room stuff with like Russell or if, you know, like, like why didn't work in Minnesota sort of thing, especially after all the, like the Carl Anthony Towns fanfare. I do think that uh, it was a known, you know, anytime someone like, you know, like, like this, the Westbrook situation where, where, you know, someone wants to leave, you know, is like sort of on their way out and you still manage to kind of like engineer a situation where, you're potentially breathing some life into a, a scenario. I think that it, that is a win. Um, so yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to agree with you both uh, with the, with the Suns and the Lakers and then sort of a deep cut. Uh, I think that I will uh, add here. Uh, and and I, I mean, I'm not going to say that I think uh, Kyrie Irving is um you know, not going to demand a trade or or blow up the situation in Dallas because I think that that's a very very real thing. But I do think it's uh, it, it is a win for Dallas in the sense of uh, I don't think you you get that trade done without the consent of uh, of of Luca or, or the the approval of Luca. So I think you probably made Luca happy, even if it is for just a brief moment. And even if he does leave for nothing, et cetera, et cetera. And then, you know, the, the sort of the narrative around losing Brunson um, and, and Dinwiddie not filling that role and, you know, Luca not having help, et cetera, is for the very t- uh, short, you know, uh, you know, very short time being, um, uh, I'm not saying that properly for, for this very short moment in time is uh, you know, you, you do kind of breathe some kind of life. We will see what happens obviously uh, with um, with Kyrie and, uh, and Dallas. I think we all know that literally everything is on the table. Um, but uh, yeah, if, if it's sort of calm for a little while, you, you, you do have Kyrie and, and Luca in a backcourt together. Um, and I think, you know, Kyrie's better than Dinwiddie, uh, on the court. So that is my third answer though, because I feel like both of your answers were better and those are the correct answers, but, uh, yeah, let's move on to the last subject here. Uh, Ned, I'm going to stick with you. Uh, these are the types of things I love, uh, because I feel like, you know, you, uh, you, you always have like the Boston Derek White scenario. You have these like small moves that end up being really meaningful for teams. So I'm curious, uh, both your opinions on, like, you know, who is in, uh, the role player that got moved at the deadline um, who will have the greatest impact 
uh, with their new team. So Ned, who is the role player that, that move teams that is going to have a really, really big impact with the team. Cool. There, there's a couple that I, um, that I like in that sort of non superstar tier of players mm-hmm. uh, for the purpose of picking one for this, I'm going to go Luke Kennard to the Grizzlies. Um, yep. They uh, didn't make the big, bigger moves that people thought in terms of picking up a bigger guy, but I think that one move does improve them in an area that they've been sort of lacking, which is three point shooting. Mm-hmm. So that puts them in a better position. And I think that's the type of thing that could be a, a difference maker uh, for them uh, come playoffs. Yep. I like it. Uh, Chelsea, what's up? Who's your role player that, that changed teams that you think, you know, could potentially have a really big impact. Is it like super Homer of me to say? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, no I, actually, not at all. I, I was going to say that, but I'm like, Oh my God, I feel like this is a Raptors podcast. Yeah. People are going to come at me, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I just like, maybe just cause it's, I'm so like into what Raptors fans and commenters and writers or whatever are saying, but like, they needed a center. Like, mm-hmm. of course they needed shooting too, but like, there was like no, like there wasn't a guy that was the center. Like there was a bunch of guys who could be the center, but there wasn't the guy. Yeah. And then they brought back Jakob Pertle and that was kind of a good, it was a good solution at the time, given what like was available throughout the league, you know? Um, I think they went in and like, and the fact, because all of the rumors were that they were going to have to uh, trade like Gary Trent Jr. or OG or whatever, like one of those like core players for Jakob. But the fact that they got him for like Kem and the picks, which like people are kind of like angry about the whole pick situation. But I personally think it was a good trade because one, Kem wasn't really contributing for us anymore Mm -hmm. and you didn't have to give up your core. And I mean, the picks thing is like, okay, like maybe not the most ideal situation, but I still think it was a win. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. You know, obviously the pick is substantial, um, you, but the Raptors are clearly banking on mm-hmm. uh, that pick, you know, not being like seventh, eighth, ninth or tenth. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they, they plan on being good next year. Um, so if that pick is in the 20s, um, you know, and, you, and you've retained Pirtle, mm-hmm. then you have Pirtle, right? You drafted Pirtle eighth overall. So yeah, I, I, I think, yeah, that, I think that's a that's a great answer. And obviously... Um, you know, I'm sure some people will call us homers, but, uh, mine is, um, and I don't, oh, sorry. I should say mine's part of the, like the weird, is it still going to happen trade with the Gary Payton, uh, with the Gary Payton jr. Um, but mine, uh, and I don't quite understand it from Detroit's perspective, but mine is Sadiq Bay to, uh, to the Atlanta Hawks. I think the Hawks, you know, are probably the most comparable team, you know, to Raptors fans right now where it's like there was, you know, there's been big expectations ever since the, the, the pardon me, the Hawks um, uh, made it. And I'm so immature that I'm like, that was funny. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, ever since the Hawks made it um, to the to the conference finals. Right. Um, wait, was it did they make it to the conference semifinals or the conference finals? I think it was a conference final. No, no. Conference. They beat out Philly, didn't they, at some point? Yes. Which was I the most, so. like, yeah, I think memorable to, part. But Yeah, I think they made it to the conference finals. Finals and, and then lost. Back. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but, you know, yeah, ever, there's been big expectations on that team ever since. Uh, Sadiq Bey, uh, you know, is, is a good player. He's a young player. He's a scorer. Uh, you know, can do a lot on the court. And I think that's just having – you know, more talented players on your roster is, is, is a good, is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, my, my kind of role player that I think will, will really help the team is Sadiq Bay to uh, the Hawks, especially, you, you know, you look at the Hawks, the Bulls and the Raptors kind of making this like, yeah, push for like 10th, 9th and 8th. Um, you know, a guy like Sadiq Bay could really matter. Um but uh, yeah, that, that does it for the pod. Um, thank you uh, both so much for joining and, and getting silly and talking to ball uh, and, you know, dealing with this post deadline thing. Uh, we are heading, we have uh, one more Raptors game. Um, this, this pod will, uh, we'll put it out on the 15th. So uh, we're not sure if uh, we will yet again be humiliated by the magic uh, or not, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're heading into all-star and oh, shout out to Pascal, uh, by the mm-hmm. way, who, who did make the all-star team uh, because of these trades. I mean, I think he should have been there anyways. Uh, but um, 
I'll bring Maddie D back in here. Uh, but first, let me go to you, Ned. Um, what's up? How you doing? What do you want to plug? Uh, I know you got some shows coming out, right? Like uh, yeah. Lands and Gary and the Demons, and I'm not sure what else. Yeah, totally. If a uh, um, few shows that came out recently, if you have Apple TV and you got kids, check out Pinecone and Pony Season 2. Worked on that one. Uh, Gary and his Demon season two just came out on Amazon Prime and will be coming out on Amazon Freebie in the States very soon. Um, and look for Doomland season two uh, coming to Roku um, sometime later in the year. Cheers. Amazing. Um, very, very exciting. I was uh, I was lucky enough to work on Doomland season two as well. Oh, nice. Um, it's going to be very funny, I think. Yeah, but, totally. Uh, yeah, uh, Chelsea, what's up? I know you got a lot going on. Um, you know, where, uh, I mean, we'll, we'll plug your socials, but yeah, like tell people where they can find you, uh, you know, what what you want them to listen to. Uh, also, you do shows too. So, you know, if there's any coming up that you want people to show up to in Toronto. Yeah, um, I do. I have lots of stuff always coming up on Rappers HQ and writing wise uh, that way. But I'm doing a bunch of shows at Second City coming up in the next like six weeks. So if you awesome. want to come check out that, um, I post them on my socials so you can check them out. And I'm also doing a bunch of other improvised shows coming up as well. So if you're looking to get into improvised comedy in Toronto, you got to come come check us out. Yeah, um, hopefully I will. Uh, I will be there. I've been. Uh, I wanted to get out more, so uh, you know I, I plan on doing that in the next couple months, and maybe we'll jam together as the improvisers <laughs> of the world say. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I'm just being so damn old right now. We'll jam <laughs> together on an usher meme. Um, <clears throat> Maddie, uh, what's up? Uh, you know what? What do you want to let people know? Uh, oh, sorry. I should also say uh, to anyone that uh, that I met at the Raptors Republic trade deadline party. Uh, it was, it was, it was a great pleasure meeting you. Uh, and thank you for the compliments on the podcast. And, uh, yeah, it, it was a great night filled with panels and, um, yeah, really, really fun time. Hopefully Raptors Republic does another, uh, big event. Uh, and, and anyone also that I met at the Raptors Republic three and three tournament. Um, yeah, my, my, I can't jump anymore. My knees are old. I'm so sorry. Uh, but uh, again, thank you for the compliments and it's nice, it's nice meeting uh, folks who listen to this podcast, uh, uh, IRL, but, um, yeah, Maddie, well, uh, what do you want to let people know about us, um, about life, you know? Um, I would just say if you saw our clips up on YouTube, head over to the podcatchers or raptorsrepublic.com to listen to the full episode and thank you for rating, liking, subscribing and commenting. Freddie loves to respond to it. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll respond. <laughs> Not me. But you can go to dunkspodcast.com. We do post the episodes there. And yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Just keep listening. Thank you very much. And we'll see you next week. Yeah. Thanks so much, everyone. Appreciate it. Maddie D, if you feel like we're we're good to go, please just give me those words. I love so much. Okay. Okay. Listen to full episodes of the Confederacy of Dunks only on the Rapcast.